When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Welcome to this special PHNX Cardinals audio only podcast here on a Monday after the red and white scrimmage. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always, Bo Brock in studio, Damian Anderson, DA, the pride of Northwestern. Gentlemen, we are back now. We have reached the mountaintop. It's a preseason game week. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting on many fronts, Bo. It is. I mean, the team's starting to prepare for their trip to Cincinnati, pretty much a three-day practice week, and then they'll hit the road. They'll probably get some skyline chili and face a Joe Burrowless Bengals team. It'd be interesting to see, guys, how much of the Arizona Cardinals, like, first team even sees in week one of the preseason. Guys, given the reduced – I'd say schedule of the preseason. I don't think that we're going to see that much, maybe a series or two second game, but just given the gravity of, we know what injuries, what we're dealing with, what the players are dealing with now currently at training camp, right? You don't want to magnify that by putting them in a game or waste opportunities when it doesn't matter. And I think it's going to be key for some of the young players, right? Those positional battles that we talk about, it's exciting because it's showing that we're playing somebody else. We're looking at somebody else just to gauge where those second or third tier guys are at. And I don't mean to disrespect them. I'm just saying, hey, if you're not DeAndre Hopkins, right, like somebody else has got to be a backup and cover a kick. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's the perfect segue, D.A., into the first topic of discussion today. And, Bo Brock, that being the return of many players at practice and maybe the not-so-return of many players. And I would think the latter – intends to insinuate that I don't think we're going to see a ton of guys on Friday against Cincinnati and for the the duration of this preseason. And let's start first with K1, Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray was back out there again, you know, for the second day, second practice in a row. He was there for the red-white scrimmage, but uh, in a very limited capacity. And that was his role again today. He was out there, you know, running walkthrough and stuff we can't necessarily report too in-depth on. But uh, after that, he got some more time with the rest of the quarterbacks out at Cardinals camp. Something just really interesting about Kyler Murray is – He's not making any throws with his his throwing arm. He's not throwing the ball with his right arm. We're not seeing what? It. We're not seeing him put the ball up in the air. And in in most of the drills he's running, Damian and Johnny, it's it's stuff where you're not you know having to put a ball on a you throw a dot or anything like that. You don't have to put. Yeah. But he's not even throwing the ball lightly. And and I'm not trying to you know alarm the fan base here, but every 
ball that he put up in the air was with his non-dominant arm. It was with his left arm. It was very impressive to see the ambidextrous quarterback, Kyler Murray, but also to see him not throw a ball with his right arm is what is what's going on here. Uh, Cause even like Colt McCoy, I mean, he was, and he was a full go in practice after having a couple of vet days, uh, you know, he would, he would make some light tosses with his right arm. We didn't see that from Kyler, uh, you know, and we know before he tested positive for COVID, you know, a week from Sunday, uh, he was not a go in practice, the first public practice at that time, because they wanted to rest his arm. So I, I'm, I'm curious to ask coach Cliff Kingsbury tomorrow at his press availability, you know, is there anything that, that we haven't heard about yet? Well, D.A., you and I stood there on the sideline uh, Saturday scrimmage, and we watched it take place. And I tried to downplay it. I'm like, no way. This is legitimate. Like the wrist thing, they kind of blew that off from the week before, and he's running these drills. And it's bizarre to watch, but I'm like, well, none of the national guys, D.A., have reported on it. It hasn't come out via the mainstream media yet. The Kyler Murray's wrist injury is severe enough that he's throwing with his left hand. I mean, do Johnny, you think stop this is right there? We are okay. the mainstream media. That's true. <laughs> yes, the, the mainstream national media feet on the ground. Bo's there every day. But in all seriousness, like we saw this team kind of sweep Kyler Murray's injury under the rug last year, and he was out conceivably three to four weeks when a lot of us thought he'd be back in one to two. Could there be some smoke fire situation here right before the start of the season with Kyler and his wrists? Well, guys, I mean, any any thought process that I have on it is believe actions, not words, right? So despite what they may say, what coach, they're always going to keep everything tight-lipped and in-house. And you understand that, right? You don't want to give anyone the edge and you want to be prepared come September 11th. That being said, Johnny, as you mentioned, two days in a row, you haven't seen Kyler Murray, you know, throw with his dominant hand. Now, being an uber-talented, you know, football professional as he is, do I think that he's capable of making left-handed throws? I absolutely do. However, throughout the first three years we've seen him as an Arizona Cardinal, those plays that we've all come to know, you know, D-hop down there somewhere, the athleticism that we see with his legs and throwing on the run, he's throwing with his right hand. I hope it's much, much, much to do about nothing, but I think given the fact that he's received this bag, right, he's getting over $40 million guaranteed, People are going to talk about it. They're going to talk about everything related to the Arizona Cardinals. So I just think it's deserving. It goes with the territory. If you're may, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't thrown with his dominant hand, people will be talking about it. I hope it's nothing, but we're just doing our job and reporting. Cause for concern, sure. Is it minimal? Yes, where it's at in the season, but it's still something to be noted. I mean, there's a couple of things. One, he's back in uniform. He's He's got his jersey on. He's out on the practice field. He's running drills in some capacity. I don't know what why they would run him out there if they didn't feel like there was some way that he was like, if it was anything more significant than maybe just resting his wing for more important days down the road for the Arizona Cardinals as they prep for this 2022 season. But why would they let him go out there and, and and people like, well, I mean, people are perceptive about this stuff. Like they'll recognize that he's not throwing with his throwing arm that throughout the last two times we've seen him play in front of fans he 200, hasn't wasted 200 a million reasons. 200, 230.1, yeah. 230.1 reasons why they put him out here. They're here to see you, bro. Yeah. They're here I, to see you. Get out here. It's interesting. I mean, we know about it's well documented what's going on in LA with Matthew Stafford, you know, in his elbow. It's but we haven't heard anything. I mean, there's there's nothing from Cards Camp. Like the last info we have as far as his throwing arm goes was Cliff Kingsbury before you know the first public practice that you know he wasn't going to participate because 
he had the he, he'd thrown too much the previous week. So that's the last we can go off until we talk to K two tomorrow. So he called just, it tender once upon a time, right? Yeah. His wrist was a little tender, but he was fine. That was back on July thirtieth. Um, that's the only thing that I can get between now and then when I search the the tw- the Twitter streets, right? And right. I mean, again, you guys are boots on the ground. The only thing more recent than that is Kyler Murray has a tweet from 2012. If you guys are interested, that says Rolex, uh, Rolex on my wrist. That's it. That's all we got. So I mean, maybe can, his Rolex. Hurt is, it. Yes. Yeah, it's can, too heavy yeah, that, after that uh, securing that $230 million bag. You have a couple of them. You could have a couple of them, but I mean, guys, I, I think that it's in our nature, right. To be concerned. I mean, it's the first thing that you pick up on, Hey, that, that looks odd. Right. And the fact that they haven't said anything about it. I mean, just given what I know about professional you know, organizations, they're doing their due diligence. They either had it checked out by a, you know, by an expert and or the team physician. And it's just a period where they don't feel as though that they need to address it. Right. Until it's something big and they just don't want to give any fuel to the fire. Johnny, that's, that's just what I think. the And it's week. The, it's it's the week of September 11th when that matters. And I you're absolutely I'm hesitant. Right. I'm hesitant to, to freak out until we get to that week. And Kyler Murray's throwing lefty that week. Then I'm going to shit a brick because it means <laughs> versus Patrick Mahomes. But I would rather focus on the positive today. I'm going to believe everything's going to be all right with K1, Bo Brock. I'm going to focus yeah. on the positive. The prodigal son has returned. Hollywood Brown is running routes at Arizona Cardinal practice. He made a one-handed grab. If you check out our social, PHNX underscore Cardinals. And he looked every bit like the wide receiver the Cardinals traded their first-round pick for. And it made me feel especially good. I don't root for anybody to, to do poorly. But you know, once upon a time on this very show, gentlemen, Traylon Burks was my definitive draft crush. Well, right now, and it's early, we remember Jamar Chase last year during his preseason, uh, Traylon failed his conditioning test with the Tennessee Titans. He's been battling from the third and second team during Titan practice, and we know their receiving core isn't exactly robust now with A.J. Brown gone. So all that to say, getting a known commodity bowl like Hollywood Brown and seeing him run alongside DeAndre Hopkins. It's it's football porn for me. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You're on the hub and you're just searching Hollywood <laughs> Brown highlights, apparently, Johnny. But it is exciting, man. It's gotta be. I mean, to finally get him out there. This awesome. is like our first true taste, Damien, of, of seeing primetime jet Hollywood Brown out there uh catching passes. Now it wasn't from K1 yet. We still have to, you know, caught be temper those expectations, but those days will come. Uh, but it was nice to just see him. He didn't have his pads on. He's he, Cliff Kingsbury said he's ramping him up and hoping to get him a full go by the end of the week. And, you know, when you see him and, and DeAndre Hopkins was back in, in practice as well, to see those two guys running side by side, I mean, that's just got to be nightmare fuel for opposing defensive coordinators trying to think of how can you scheme up something that's going to be able to keep those two talents at bay. I mean, it's going to be a problem, guys. And the fact that we're focusing on DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown and and Zach Ertz didn't even come into the conversation. McBride didn't even come into the conversation. A.J. Green, Rondell Moore. I mean, it's it's uber football porn, Johnny, in terms of the (laughs) offensive weapons that they have, right? And, And we know that it's going to, you know, be until week six with DeAndre, but you just hope and pray that that this team, you know, I had a thought, guys. I was just thinking, you know, prepping for the show today, and and maybe that they haven't. I know it's something we're going to get into, Johnny, in terms of I've just seen the tweets from you guys just about cornerbacks, right, and what's available. Do you think it's a situation where they got a whole bunch of hungry guys on that defensive unit that are in contract years, and 
they're just hedging their bets on these guys are going to step up and play for us in a major way. Do you, do you think um, that that's the case or they're waiting or they're, they're waiting to, to sign a guy? I think, I think this is the week where we find out definitively if they feel like they've got enough answers in house. Uh, could they get exposed in Cincinnati? I know Cincinnati is going to be playing a, a good amount of their backups and depth players as well, but I don't know. I feel like we're at the point now here. We're recording this on August 8th. I mean, it's you start game planning for the Bengals or excuse me for the um, Kansas city chiefs. Like that's already started. And, and the game week is less than a month away. You think about that game week for the defending, you know, dynasty, the NFL, Kansas city chiefs is less than a month away. How much grace can you give this roster and these cornerbacks that aren't named Marco Wilson and Byron Murphy and I guess to a lesser extent, Josh Jackson, how, how great can you feel about that group? I, you have to be definitively certain that you're not dabbling in the free agency pool because you have internal answers on the roster. I scoff at that on the defensive line, but I will at least give them credit. Like they've got guys that they've kept in house that were drafted like Lecky Fotum, Rashad Lawrence and Zach Allen. Like they have more belief in those guys than I do. From a cornerback standpoint, and and Bo sent me something this morning, Bill Barnwell, I believe, of, of ESPN, so the Cardinals have a 1-14 in 14 shot to win the Super Bowl, and their Achilles hero easily was the cornerback position. I think that's the general consensus from outsiders looking in with this Cardinal team. They have the money. They've got $17 million. Let me repeat that. $17 million in available cap space that they then, now with Kyler Murray and DJ Humphreys secure, you can go out and you can get multiple corners, multiple guys who have been longtime starters in this league to at least backfill the back end of your cornerback depth chart. I don't know why there's not a sense of urgency, Bo, to not at least, like, we would hear if they brought guys in, just like Tack McKinley. Like, if they had workouts with people, we would hear about it. But, number one, I think they like what they have. I mean, goodness, I don't I don't know how confident you can be with this group. And number two is maybe some of the free agent corners that we have named, like a Joe Hayden, you know, like a Xavier Rhodes. We don't know what kind of football shape they're in. Otherwise, they'd be on a roster themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's something as a fan you you have to be concerned with it. Obviously, last year they felt internally they they done the correct scouting and they had the right guys going forward. The group that included Byron Murphy, the rookie Marco Wilson, and then the veteran and Robert Alford. Uh, now it's looking like it's it's Murphy, it's Wilson, Antonio Hamilton has now entered the chat, and he's a guy that I think you can certainly say he's going to get significant snaps regardless if they sign somebody or not. Uh, but here, here's something I want to ask Damien. It's like when I watch the defensive sideline, I see Marco Wilson there. I see Byron Murphy. I see, you know, the safeties mixed in is Buda Baker. It's JT. It's Jalen Thompson and Isaiah Simmons. Like they seem like a tight knit group. And none of these guys, these friend ro- fringe roster guys are included in that group. And I don't know if that's telling that they maybe don't feel like these guys are moving forward. Or is it just that they've spent enough time together that they may, they might just have friendships already developed. Well, I think that that's a part of it for sure, Bo. But I think it's also guys making a name for themselves. That's the best way. People love winners, right? Even on the football yeah. team, that's the best. Because they know that 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 door is always evolving, right? People are coming in, people are coming out, and they know that the foundation. It's the popular lunch table, right? 
Yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> but at the same at, at the same time, guys have to make plays. So I guarantee you, Antonio is getting a little more tarks from from Byron, you know, from Marco. Hey man, that's a good play. Coach is talking yeah. about you. That's real deal stuff. So I think when people see when when players and teammates see him making plays, getting PBUs or getting interceptions, that they're gonna gravitate you, gravitate towards you because that's what players love is playmakers. That's gonna add value to yourself and, you know, add value to the team. So they got to continue to make plays to get, you know, a, a player like Buda Baker's respect. Can I ask a quick question before we proceed? Could it be possible that Steve Kime is waiting so long because maybe he's got an eye on a trade for, for a, a, a supremely gifted veteran corner? I, um, you know, I, th- I thought about for the longest time, like would Marshawn Lattimore make sense for this team? And then of course the Saints signed him in the spring. I, I don't know who that corner would be on a team that maybe isn't as competitive, a corner that wants to get paid. But that to me feels like an option that we haven't talked enough of. Kime is biding his time potentially to, to trade for a corner of note. And again, I'm going to plead ignorance. I don't know who that would be. There's not a Jalen Ramsey available. There's not, you know, the kid in, in uh, Miami once upon a time who wanted out who had what 12 interceptions last year. Xavier Howard, Xavier Howard. There's not yeah. that one player, singular player where I could go. Yeah. Trade for him, trade for X player. But to me, that would that would make more sense than we've waited till August 8th to even sniff around the free agent market. Well, we've seen it happen before at other positions. I mean, we saw the Rams do it with defensive defensive end. We saw the impact that he had obviously yeah. left and went to Buffalo and trying to get, you know, another ring. So, Johnny, it for sure can happen. I mean, we saw with the Arizona Cardinals getting Zach Ertz. To me, I don't know what they would deal for him. Right. I mean, in terms of value, I mean, we know that they, I mean, they got two thirds next year that they'd have to deal from that surplus. Are we minimizing True. maybe the impact that they thought they were going to get from, you know, the late Jeff Gladney too? I think, you know, he was, they kind of called him an extra first round pick. They thought they were getting somebody. And from the looks of it, you know, early in his workouts that he was bought in, like they were getting somebody that was supposed to come in and really compete and be a, a you know a pillar at outside cornerback, and now it's just like, I don't know. They've had ample time, and they've gone through the draft, and we're here in early August, and there's just, Bo, even you said it. Like Kingsbury seems like he's pleading during these press right. conferences. It's almost to the point it's uncomfortable. He's waiting for them to bring somebody in. Yeah, I mean, just like I said on Saturday after the red and white, just just pay attention to the bottom feeders. I mean, you know, they're gonna want to, you know, a team like the Houston Texans. I mean, they've they've got some guys. They signed Stephen yeah. Nelson. They've got Fabian Moreau. They they've got a couple guys that have played some significant snaps in this league. And you know, they've got, they've got a Derek Stingy Jr. there who's gonna be playing a ton of snaps. And they want to get him some hay over these guys who who've they they already know what they're about at the NFL level. So, you know, just look at the teams with very low expectations going in the year. And it might be beyond even the start of the regular season at this point, because Damian, I mean, you brought up Ertz, you bring up Vaughn Miller making the the move out of Denver to LA in a trade. I mean, that's, that's hopefully it doesn't last that long because when you're looking at the first couple opponents for the Arizona Cardinals, you, you shouldn't feel comfortable with this cornerback room. Uh, it, it's really going to be, Something to follow. I mean, everybody knows when they look at this roster just uh, with the naked eye that that's the biggest weakness. That's And you would be naive to think differently. It's not even as strong as it was last year. It's not like you're returning the status quo. I mean, this is a room that took a step back, and it's going to have to rely heavily upon fourth-round pick taking a massive leap from year one to year two. And I just don't – I don't think even Steve Kime knows, like, that he can rely on that right now. 
Guys, I think that you have to look at Steve Kime's behavior in years past and what has he done with free agents, right? That weren't big signees. He tries to get that cost friendly type of deal with players and they also have to fit a system. So, and, and just looking at it, you look at Hayden and you look at Jenkins as well, two names, right. That I'm going to suggest are going to want over league minimum, right. They're not coming for a one year deal. They're wanting to you know, potentially maybe Arizona, they see Kyler Murray, like, Hey, this is an opportunity for me. I'm going to sacrifice a little bit. It's not really a sacrifice. I'm still playing football, getting a check, and have an opportunity to be a free agent next year. But I think that what, what we've seen Steve do over the years is get that cost-friendly type of deal for a player. I just don't know if that's, um, you know, with the, the talent pool that we have besides Alford, I don't know why he hasn't been back. Johnny, right. I mean, there's familiarity there. Uh, obviously, he played in the system. He's been productive. I don't know why that's a no-brainer and just for depth purposes. Yeah. yeah, it's a gamble to go into this regular season with the status quo, and I'll push back. I don't think you can wait till the trade deadline because you you face a gauntlet of quality mm-hmm. quarterbacks to begin the year. You start 0-3. I don't want to hear about the trade deadline. I want to hear about what you didn't do. Speaking of gambling, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit a risk-free bet up to $1,000. And if the Cardinals don't address their quarterback room, I would probably take the over week one against Kansas City. That's promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. If they don't add a serviceable cornerback, I mean, it's going to drive you drinking. And if you're going to do that, at least do it with some quality beer. I mean, let's talk about Four Peaks on display. If you go out to State Farm Stadium, you'll see the kilt lifter out there. A lot of people drinking those, the tall boys, the kilt lifter. Doesn't get better than that unless you're going to the actual Four Peaks Brewing Company in Tempe because that uh, you got the food, you've got the beer, you've got the atmosphere. Tough to beat. Uh, and we're going to actually have our next Toast of the Month sweepstakes coming here soon at the Ooh. end of the month. You could enter to win that. You would win a Four Peaks gift card, 50 bucks, PHNX shirt of your choice, a PHNX annual membership. Just go to PHNX, go to go phnx.com and click the link in our show notes here on the podcast. If you're going to Four Peaks, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. We continue our audio-only podcast here, PHNX Cardinals, talking cards camp, a couple days off to the red-white scrimmage. And, uh, you know, we start to look at a couple of these guys, Johnny, getting healthier. I mean, that was encouraging to see. Sure, Kyler Murray wasn't hoisting passes. We saw Trey McBride out there not wearing the pads, but he was back wearing his number 85 jersey, and he was running some drills, and he looked nice coming off a sore back. Yeah, Marco Wilson, as I mentioned, uh, he was running around. So it looks like that groin is not, you know, as, as bad as it was maybe at the end of last week. A couple other, I mean, we haven't seen Junkyard Dog out there. We haven't seen, uh, it's been a while since we saw Marcus Golden, but we did see Rodney Hudson back in his 61 uniform. He was snapping the football a couple times. So this team getting healthier. I mean, still, as you said, I know it's less than a month away from, from game week for week one in the NFL season, but this team getting healthier uh, day by day. I'll start sweating when somebody knock on wood is taken off on a cart or limp into the sideline and they have to bring out somebody that, that to me, I'll start freaking out when that happens. Knock on wood. This team has been very fortunate thus far. They've had a bunch of off the field garbage uh, that we dare not get into. Now we've put that behind us. We are now what three or four days since a team incident. That might be a personal best for an, for this offseason, but let's let's stick with Marcus Golden, gentlemen, because we are having an interesting conversation off air. Yeah. After what DJ Humphreys just pulled, the magician act that he did, and coincidentally, these gentlemen from the same 2015 draft class where he had uh, a GI issue, 
but really it wasn't. He wanted more money. He got his more money. And then Marcus Golden, uh, not so, I don't know, coincidentally released a statement on his IG, his Twitter, basically saying, you know, he's grinding out there. He's underpaid, blah, blah, blah. And then he hasn't practiced in some time. And Bo, you brought it up again, not practicing today. He looked like he was moving around just fine Saturday, DA, when we saw him, coincidentally standing next to GM Steve Keim. Do you think we're in the same position now with uh, Marcus Golden as we were with DJ Humphreys? Like, hey, guys, you have some money. I'd like to be paid because I know your pass rush isn't shit without me. And I think that's the same argument Kyler Murray had. Maybe DJ Humphreys felt like he had. Like, these players that feel like they're underpaid, especially Marcus Golden, who for the last 18 months has heard he's the best contract value in the NFL. Think Marcus Golden wants to hear that? Hell no. He wants to get paid, and he deserves to get paid. Johnny, great point. And maybe that can have an impact on them signing a, a cornerback because Marcus wants that bread that's available. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that could have an impact. And you, we talk about it. Like, life is about leverage. And he has an opportunity right now where he's coming off a double-digit sack season. There's no depth at the defensive edge rushers besides himself, right? Like, you, Chandler Jones is gone. He, he is no more the guy is Marcus Golden. And everyone that anyone talks about trying to give this defense some type of foundation, some type of, uh, I'd say, an opportunistic look at next season, right? You talk about JYD. And why not? I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, I think that he deserves to be compensated um, with what he's being what, – what's with what he, he's produced, you know, over the years. And he's been a consistent performer. And, I mean, I'm not mad at him. He has to do what he has to do to take care of home, man. He absolutely should. I mean, it's time for this organization to show him some respect. They didn't show him the first time his contract was up. He had, he had to go get the bag from the New York Giants. And then luckily the Arizona Cardinals and Steve Kime were able to pull off a trade to bring him back. And then they get him the following offseason, as Johnny pointed out, one of the best deals, best values in the NFL, two years, five million bucks. You get double-digit sacks. You get four forced fumbles. You get a, a leader. You get a guy that's nonstop. You know, going at def or offensive lines each and every play. It's like now, now it's time. Like you're, you're showing respect to a lot of your players right now. It's time to show some long overdue respect to Marcus Golden. You know, DJ Humphreys was the highest cap hit that this team had going into this season, and he was able to get a new deal. I mean, Marcus Golden doesn't even have that. Like he's, he's. I'm looking at what he's making right now, and he's, he's making what two million bucks this year. He's his cap hits just under four million bucks. I mean, show, show him a little respect. He deserves it at this point. He's well is past earning it. So, And I think he's going to be one of your most productive pass rushers just by default. But, you know, it's it's time. And who do we see him talking to on the sidelines? Yeah. All red and white scrim scrimmage. Who do you have the ear of? Good old the Steve man Kahn. himself. The bald mm -hmm. man himself who uh, pounded the table for Marcus Golden once upon a time. And I, I shudder to think what this pass rush would look like without Marcus Golden. There's... There's a couple of young guys we're excited about, Mozzie Sanders and company, but I, Marcus is so valuable to this team. It's cliche to say on and off the field. His character is immense. One of the most well-respected players in that locker room, somebody who commands the attention of others based on what he's done and what he's going to continue to do. I think his game is going to age exceptionally well. He's incredibly physical. He's actually one of the better run defenders as well. He is literally, you start him for 17 games, he has double-digit sacks. That's what he does. Um, and he's never going to be viewed, fairly or not, as these 1A elite kind of pass rusher. But he will go down as one of the best Cardinal draft picks the last decade based on his production and his value to the team.
It's interesting to me because Steve Kime usually puffs his chest out on those. He's usually quick to give a, an extension to those guys. He, he's done it traditionally. I mean, guys that he hits on in the draft and he has a chance to give them a, another contract and pay them handsomely, he has. It's just Marcus Golden has kind of fell through the cracks a little bit. And, you know, Cliff Kingsbury said today before practice as well, is like there's some intriguing young pass rushers, you know, that, that they're going to have going in the season, but they're not going to truly know what they have until week one and that yeah. you know they can light the the preseason on fire but you still don't know what they're going to look like you know going against true nfl offensive linemen you know first stringers and if they can get to consistently pressure those those opposing quarterbacks so i i thought that was interesting you're not you really won't but you do know who's a proven commodity and, and that's marcus golden Yep, we're all anxiously awaiting the start of the regular season. We're hanging uh, and waiting for you to hang out with us as we gear up. Uh, Bo mentioned end of the month for Peaks Brewery. Uh, last Wednesday of every month, we've got tailgates planned. We've got outings planned. We're ready to watch the Cardinals beginning the week of September 11th, but we want to make sure that we do it in a safe and healthy environment, and we're counting on you for just that. Go out and get your COVID-19 vaccine if you have not done so already. They're free for everybody five and older. We are loving almost this return to normalcy, but we're not done yet. Those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster shot. Again, completely free, and it's easy. All you got to do is visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. We had such a great time, Bo and DA, hanging out with the fans on Saturday. Everybody who came up, thank you so much for your kindness, your support of PHNX Cardinals, and it's just it's beautiful to see. It is beautiful. You know what else is more is beautiful? For more free stuff, right? I yeah. mean, the vaccine's free. We got our sweepstakes with uh, with Four Peaks. We have another sweepstakes. How about the flavoring life sweepstakes from our friends over at OG's Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen? You can get yourself three. That's right, three bags of OG's, including orange creamsicle, tropical flavors, maybe even that limited time pina colada flavor, which is so delicious. From OGs, you can get a hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, or a PHNX and a PHNX, not or, and a PHNX annual membership. Sign up at gophnx.com. We'll also have a link in the show notes for this podcast. Check out OGs at ogsbrands.com online and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products, your local dispensary. You've got to be 21 years or older to purchase. Gentlemen, it's been a fun Weekend, we get ready for the Bengals this Friday. DA, give me one thing ahead of Cincinnati that you're looking forward to watching on the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, I'm partial. Keontae, see how he does, right? Yes. Get, get, getting in the open field. Just, I just know he's excited because, you know, that transition coming from Texas, obviously to USC, didn't play out how he wanted, but he's just excited with the opportunity. And also, to piggyback on what you just talked about, Johnny, those young defensive ends to see how they perform, right? If guys that are supposed to make plays during the regular season that are young, they will make they will make plays come this week, you know, come this Friday. So I'm anxious to see the young talent that the Cardinals have. Bo, what about you? What are you looking forward to come Friday night in Cincinnati defending AFC champions on deck? I, I can't just say over the next two days of practice, just see number one throw a forward pass with his no, that right arm. Count. <laughs> that doesn't that count. That makes me sick to my stomach. I can't listen to that. Yeah, I mean, I want I want to see uh, some of these young offensive linemen. I want to see what kind of depth they could potentially have. They've been uh, encouraged by those guys and how quick they're picking up the offense. But you know, uh, and and Keontae, I mean, somebody Cliff Kingsbury talked about today. 
uh, from flashing at red white. So it's it's not just it's not just DA. It's not just us picking up on number thirty. It's he's got the right people's eye. He's got the head coach Cliff Kingsbury's eye as well. Yeah, and you mentioned it in your tweets earlier today that Cliff Kingsbury signaled that if he if he comes along this week, crossing my fingers, Trey McBride will make his debut on Friday night, and quote, he'll get plenty of work. Would love to see Trey McBride go out there and shove it to the fine folks of Cincinnati because I think I think Trey needs a big couple weeks here to be able to get back his status of I think the number two tight end on this offense. I don't want to see Trey fall on the depth chart as a second round rookie with a back injury. So hopefully. He can make a quick recovery. We're always quick here on PHNX Cardinals, getting you the content you want, the content you need for your favorite NFL club. Be sure to like us. Leave us a five-star review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Check us out. Go PHNX.com, the PHNX Merchandise Locker. We are back. Minata with more with this club. Maybe, who knows, gentlemen, we'll get a free agent cornerback or cornerback visit at the very least. But until then... For DA, Damian Anderson, Bobrock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow.